What's the matter, man? <laughs> for heaven's sakes, what is it? <laughs> he, he, he went for a little walk. <laughs> you should have seen his face. <laughs> versus the mummy i'm matt derson and i'm john hunt i'm i'm uh i'm im hotep which is i'm but im but that you take the apostrophe out from i'm <laughs> and you have im im hotep just kidding oh, well, I'm playing oh. well that was a long way to go for the joke but it was worth it <laughs> i didn't realize welcome i was telling hotep. a joke I, I mean, like, I was like, where's he going with this? And, and I was like, oh, I get it. Nice. Yeah. Nobody went with the Bubba Hotep. But that's okay. Uh, that was on TV the other day, actually. On, like, basic TV. Like, antenna TV. Oh. Yeah, basic. Yeah, basic. Well, we are going to talk about the original mummy. The OG, if you will. The 1932 Boris Karloff mummy not the brandon fraser or tom cruise or even uh, christopher lee right you said yes you're correct i feel like that would have been more of a mummy movie you would have been like this movie's not so weird <laughs> like actually but upon like sort of like further review let's say and plus I, I hadn't even finished watching it yet so i was just like what the heck is going on here but it's not it's this is this is good it is different yeah, well while i was watching it with mrs elder which was before you had sent the text going, this is a weird movie. I was like, I have a feeling Durson's going to be disappointed because it doesn't follow like the mummy formula that they did in every movie after this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually thought that was kind of cool in a way. Yeah. Uh, upon further review, like I said, I think kind I, of the any right, so mummy final thoughts, movies then? are like in in my <laughs> mind were not this one, and I, I don't know that I've ever seen this. No, I never had either, actually, I don't think. Not the whole thing. And it's only 81 minutes, so it's kind of hard to not well, see the whole I, thing. Uh, I own it on uh, Blu-ray and digital whatever. Blu-ray. Oh, well. Before we get started, let's just... Uh, quick shout-out. Uh, happy delayed, uh, belated one-day anniversary to John Hunt. Congratulations. Oh, let's for that guy. Hey. He married all these years to Thanks. Mrs. Elder. Zelda. I'm sure yeah. she loves being called that for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well, really her is, name. She is, no, she's younger than I am. So, yeah. uh, you know, she's only elder by name, not by <laughs> not, not by age. Well, congratulations. I don't Brian. think that you should have um, used the incantations from the Scroll of Toth to... Uh, well, it put... is sort of the way we got together is that uh, it was an, an Egyptian... Uh, unveiling of a mummy at the museum. I happened to have the scroll with me. I read it. She came to life, and 19 years later, here we are. There you go. See, it works. 1900 She's... years later. Yeah, give or take. You know, I'm we're not, just saying 19. Just saying. Yeah, it's really 1900. It's a real Hawkman, Hawkwoman situation. Yeah, it was like it was like the early version of Tinder. <laughs> Tinder, actually, actually, actually I like, had to use a dating app, so I had to make sure I got the right one yeah. because I had a key friend that was always talking about Grinder, and I was like, "Don't mm. say the wrong one." <laughs> yeah, Tinder is like when you the old school Tinders, you have the whale oil in a little lamp and you light it. The old school Grinder <laughs> is when you're grinding up the dust of uh, mummy bones. Oh like, yeah, and that's how you meet people when you're grinding yeah. up bones. Yeah, I went to I went to uh, lovescroll.com to get my incantation. To oh really? Nice. Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, you should be able to get incantations. I'm sure you can get incantations online anywhere now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, let's get anyway. We're gonna talk about the mummy here. <laughs> this one, it's a uh, a lot of people when you when you look online, do a little research online, they all say the same. It's like it's. This was not based on 
any like a book, much like Dracula and Frankenstein were based on books. Yes. yes. Like based this is actually based on the real life thing where they found King Tut's tomb. In yeah. 1921, right? 22, yeah, 22. Trying to capitalize on the uh, touristy interest. It was a it was a big deal. It was like when we landed on the moon or something. Like, oh my god, we found this! So cool. Mummies on the moon, <laughs> and then Amazon women. <laughs> so they found uh, this. The guy, the screenwriter, was writing for like a, a newspaper at the time, and John he was. Balderston? John Balderston, yes. And he is a history buff anyway. So, like, they hired him to write the screenplay. They had this idea of doing sort of like a mummy movie, but they didn't know kind of not really a mummy movie. They were just kind of, it was kind of going to be called like the Book of the Dead or whatever. Like, they had, or King of the Dead, even at one point. And uh, they had different ideas floating around. And he came along and said, let's base it on this real life mummy thing. Yeah, Imhotep is like the the name of a an Egyptian archaeologist or something. It was the architect of a ar- ar- architect is more correct. He was a yeah. he wasn't royalty, but he uh, was a designer of the pyramids, and he was given the religious right. So he like Imhotep, the real person, and this uh, mummy that did, is historical is fiction pretty, yeah. is. Yeah, not the same character like the um, so Imhotep was revered as much as royalty. So he was given the the rights to um, R.I.T.E.S. the rights to uh, go on into the afterlife, even though he wasn't royalty, which was like a, he was like a civilian, basically. And they were like, he was like, you know a, what? This guy did great. Vinci of his time. Yeah, this guy yeah, is great. Yeah, Who would have yes. thought pyramids? I was thinking mm-hmm. squares. Mm-hmm. He says pyramids. <laughs> Giant we cues. cut, yeah. we cut our, th- yeah, we cut our time in half because it's yeah, like, we cut all it's these basically things. a cube, but like we don't even turned. have to build one extra side. Yeah, this yeah. guy's a fucking genius. Uh, yeah, Clay, let's put him also, in the ground. Let's put him <laughs> in Clay, one of them. Nice job dropping the knowledge. Yeah, I think that was good. Well, in- interesting enough, the I, the Imhotep in the movie is disgraced. Uh, he is buried alive. For sacrilege, which he does actually to... carry over into the lore of the following movies. Sometimes it's brought up that he was like buried alive. Mm. Yeah, and uh, there's also a lot of you're the reincarnation of the lady I loved back in the day. They do that yeah. a lot. Yes, that is the uh, that is basically the storyline here. It's it's they took it from like. A... This this sort of follows the Dracula movie formula too, where they've got like it's I think it's the same guy playing the scientist who's like he's always rolling yeah. his R's and uh, you know there's a lot of similarities between the two films. Well, yeah, I mean it was obviously Dracula was really popular as was Frankenstein. Yeah. and uh, so they were like, let's do another one of these things. The cool thing about this, so they got Boris Karloff. And they didn't even have to, when they marketed it, they just said, Karloff, the mummy. Like, that's it. He actually had had a subtitle, which uh, is interesting on the artwork. It says, Karloff, the young canny. Uh, Maybe that's where the man Lee got his idea for the young canny X-Men, Excelsior. Nice. Good job. It was funny because he was in Frankenstein. He was... He wasn't even listed really until the end credits. He was just like Boris yeah, well, he was he was just monster. A, a character actor at that. Yeah. And uh, Frankenstein catapulted him, catapulted him to yeah. superstardom. As I understand it, Frankenstein is actually like the doctor, but you know Karloff is the monster. So. Are you going to be one of those guys? Eh? <laughs> yes, I am. Because <laughs> that's what it says in the credits. It just says monster, right? <laughs> Real he's not monster. on like the poster saying like oh this guy plays the monster like it's just a yeah he was just a guy like john said he was just like a... this is like them cranking out another fast and furious movie like oh that one did pretty good let's get another one going let's go and that's what they've always been doing that's what hollywood does that's what yeah. hollywood does and that actually i have to mention this it was kind of a little bit of a tangent but um 
X-Men Apocalypse, right? Well, that, that was like, if you, I don't know if anyone's even seen that movie, knowing you guys, maybe you haven't even seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like, um, that starts out with a sort of a, a mummy, mummy origin of Apocalypse with this, with the pyramids and gold and all this stuff or whatever. But, um, but yeah, man, I was just thinking like, that was such a, piece of shit movie that came out <laughs> after a good movie yeah yeah you know this what i mean was, and, and yeah. i was just trying to think of like i was like this kind of doing some mummy stuff in this movie like oh maybe this would be cool turns out i i literally walked out of the movie theater i, I don't ever do that really wow yeah i mean i, I stuck i was in it, la was... i was on a trip i had nothing to do i'd rather be in the hotel room than watch that movie yeah, it's not it's not good. I remember learning some I don't remember what grade I was in, but I remember learning some mummy stuff like ancient sixth Egypt grade. stuff. Really? Yeah, we had to we had to do that thing, that report about like they'd give the that that little activity book or whatever the fuck it was, and then we had to do a report. We learned all about how they embalmed mummies and pulled their brains through their nose and the whole <laughs> process of it. And I remember <laughs> hearing about that from someone in our neighborhood who was a year ahead of me and was like, yeah, do this thing. And I, yeah. And sure enough, had to do it too. up with tea leaves, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> the reason I know this is because when back in the nineties, my friends were in this band and they had a song called mummy factory. And they were like, mummy, mummy, mummy factory, pull my brains out of my nose. Fill me up with some type of tea leaves. Mummy. Mummy, mummy, Doctor Ray. <laughs> oh, I hope I can find it. We can put it at this fucking beginning yeah, of the Yeah, put that. That has to be the. Uh, it's so funny. The intro song. But I remember, like the I don't know for some reason I think in sixth must have been sixth grade because we had the same teachers. But uh, the idea of like burying you with your stuff seemed kind of. I was like, oh, that's kind of that's nice because the idea was you're supposed to, you got to come back to life. Uh, yeah and they're like deep. don't forget to take all your servants with you they got to be yeah. there <laughs> you're like well, well wait a minute i didn't sign up for this and your cats or whatever yeah. you know what i mean like everything they throw everything in there yeah. yeah the servants are like wait oh i think the servants were like okay like they were down i don't know they, they, they were servants yeah. but yeah i would have been like i'm gonna sneak out right now before he... hey, you want to switch yeah. jobs <laughs> <laughs> can i be the guy that does the burying now yeah can I? <laughs> like i want that job instead yeah so anyway yeah really quick the so yeah there's some archaeologists the old guy from who was also as john's pointed out is yeah, that edward arthur byron is that who that is no edward van sloan oh edward van sloan okay yes the other guy is arthur byron yes yeah. arthur byron makes me laugh because well boris karloff has a slight lisp and this guy has a slight, you know, that you'll never catch me. You're pissing me off guy, you know, from family guy who is always talking like this with the big whistles at the right when it pronounces an S. And that's what this guy was like. He's like, we're doing this for science. <laughs> and I was like, I, we could not stop saying things. I can't even do it. It's too hard to do on purpose. <laughs> you but, do a very good job, actually. I think. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a young guy with them. Anyway, they so they dig up this, this, you know, basically based on the real life, but there's a scroll with it. And this guy's like, oh, bear, destroy that scroll. You don't want to be reading that stuff. Like, it's like, I love the young guy. He's like, oh, hey, maybe he was getting a little gay with the with the vest. Oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> I like, line. I was like, that's hysterical. Yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> it sounds like it's like a Conan O'Brien impression of a 1930s <laughs> actor. Oh, totally. But he really... Totally. But he really is a 1930s actor. Like it's it's incredible. So uh, yeah, like he's all like, oh hey, I don't mind. I'll read that scroll. Yeah, the other two go outside to get yeah. argue, and he reads the scroll. Like, but he's a mouth reader. I think that's what brings him. They bring because he's off very up. whisper. He's whispering it very. If you weren't even paying attention, like if you were watching the movie but looking at your phone, you'd be like, wait, when did he read it? But like, you have to watch the movie. He's like, yeah, he is. Barely audibly reading it. So stupid. This is it. And this is the only scene that you see Karloff in the full mummy makeup with the bandages true, and everything. Yeah. Right. Eight like, hours, apparently. Yeah. He said it was horrible. He said it was the most distressing. What is the quote? There was a funny quote. It was uh, 
the most trying ordeal he had ever endured. This is the most trying ordeal I've ever endured. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like eight hours Greek. of makeup for one shot. Oh my god. One but that was really. a makeup artist Jack Pierce, who also created Frankenstein and the Wolfman. And apparently he was just the worst man on the planet, just a cranky old bastard. But yeah. him and Karloff got along well. Him and Lon Chaney Jr., not so much. Go back and listen to our Frankenstein episode, actually. Yeah, I probably we did talk about, about that. Same thing. <laughs> so you brought that up. Said, Imagine sitting in a makeup chair for eight hours with this guy working right. on you, and you're a dick. Gonna <laughs> uh, be the worst. Um, I did a little bit of the research here. When he there was makeup when he was Ardeth Bay, and that's made out of like some sort of weird cloth, but they kept showing like the same. The same shot of his face. The same shot of his eyes get glowy. But I guess that was like um to make him look like all wrinkled and dried up. I guess that was like cloth. It's not as bad as the the mummy shots. Most of the mummy shots were just wood. It was a wooden dummy. That's That's not a remark on Carlos acting. No, he's brilliant. What are you talking about? He's brilliant. uh, Yeah, anyway, so the guy reads the script reads the scroll, the mummy comes to life, takes the scroll, walks out, and the, the guy, the young guy, the, hey, 1930s actor guy, he just starts laughing. He goes insane, literally, before us. Kind of like he in a Reaper madness, madness kind of way. Did yeah. you see that Reaper Madness clip? Of it? Like, <laughs> I'm high in pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, like- Ash. Evil Dead 2 or whatever, yeah. It's like, I feel like a lot of crazy scenes have borrowed from this. So, anyways. I would yeah. have, like, the shot of him reaching and grabbing the scroll, you could see, like, little bits of shit hanging off of his fingers and stuff. It's so good. The makeup is so good in it. Like, yeah. like the primitive way they had to do that shit back then. Because they didn't have, like, latex stuff to use to make yeah. molds and shit. And they also like, kind of, in a way, like didn't realize, like, well, they did have stage um, productions and the spirit gum and stuff like that, but it's still like don't know if like they're just like got to make it look good. Like nothing is like meant to really be on people's skin for too long or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, right. really, I, I, bunch I of imagine toxic that shit. had a lot of skin problems with the amount of stuff they were using to put on his face and then to remove it. So. Yeah, it took another two hours to remove it after he was done shooting at like 2 a.m. that day. But also, yeah, so it said it was co- the there were linen bandages treated with acid and then burnt in an oven, which were like yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Sounds <laughs> like something acid. you want on you. Acid covered bandages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, clay said spirit gum in his hair and his or, uh, no clay in his hair, not you, clay. Clay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't got nowhere near his hair. I mean, it was a mess. We had a great time, <laughs> but I didn't get it in his hair. Okay. All right. Don't say that. I'm sorry. Uh, some sort of sticky substance was put in his hair as well. That's right. It's something about Mary. Some sort of, some sort of <laughs> substance that you could use to mold and make things with. Right. Uh, I do have to mention uh, another another knowledge drop. Well, St- I have to preface me knowing a lot of the stuff. Is Stacy studied archaeology in school, and like we are very much in the and she loves horror movies, and so we're very much in the the mummy verse in this she house. Be on here, like then. Yeah, she's, uh, what am she's I doing actually. Here? I don't know anything. She's that. actually in in a play, um, and she's at rehearsal, so she's getting clay and stuff in her hair. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and pers- personal. Really, but, it's but, uh, like clay is out of her hair for the night. Really, yeah, oh! right. More <laughs> so like that. It was um, a total so, like Statler Waldorf. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm, I see you guys up there. I'm just turning yeah. down here on the stage. I see you up there. Uh, so, but but uh, but it, uh, Jack Pierce studied the. I'm just reading this off Wikipedia, but I do remember it. So he didn't. He based it on the the mummy of Ramses the um, Third, not the King Tut version, which I have seen before at the at the Museum of Fine Arts. I don't know if it's like always there, but I've I've seen it there. And King Tut was like a tiny guy. 
And it's funny when you look at like a coffin, a mummy coffin, and then you look at how tall Karlov is in real life. It's like, right. you know, he would not have been, he probably, they probably would have worshipped him as a, a sun king if he was alive back then because he would just like been like twice as tall as everybody else. Yeah, he was pretty, he's pretty tall. Dude, he's he towers even, over everybody in this movie. He's actually not a huge person. He's only 5'11", but he just looks really tall because, I don't know, maybe it's because he's so, so thin and the way yeah. they dress him makes him right. a lot taller than he is. So I, I like that they do... Sorry. Yeah. I like I that they do like... West Street's a... not that long. Karloff's not that tall. Okay, right. And there you go. <laughs> West Street. Bring in that West Street reference, which no oh, one yeah. gets. So I like that they do like a they jump ahead ten years without saying like ten years later like they actually just say now it's nineteen thirty two. It's just like yeah on a sign. For it's the, on the, the sign the because the first sign is like the the British Museum is that when he says all yeah. the dialogue before the British Museum is interested in science not poppycock and goobly gook right. or whatever. <laughs> but that that like they show the sign it's like. 1921 exhibition yeah. that might actually be in the credits but then yeah the the time jump is like how they're like 10 10 years later after they discovered everything yeah, i like that though they don't just put it's it good. as like a caption on the screen it's like you have to actually read the sign so if you're one of those dummies who doesn't read things one of those weird dummies yeah, I we we why didn't they weird... just get imhotep to play the mummy <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so now like yeah the guy's son um they're there they're talking about the crazy guy whipple is this wimple i'm sorry Whip, whipple wimp, Whip, whatever wimpy <laughs> but uh david manners is the son of the of arthur byron's character and you know like yeah that guy went nuts after they dug so up that frank and is david manners and arthur byron is sir joseph wimple mm. Yes, Quimple. But uh, Edward Van Sloan, who's Dr. Muller, is also there, and I guess and there's another dude who's, right? It doesn't matter. He's not important. But yeah, they, they find another, well... The Nubian slave dude. Right. I was just looking at his name, Noble Johnson, and I was looking at him on Wikipedia, and uh, it was funny because I was like, wow, I can't believe this is like, this is like an uncomfortable like blackface moment. Like, is this like all blackface? But no, this gentleman was actually black. Yes, he was black. He's no, a well, big dude. He but it a looked... lot of shit. Yeah, he doesn't. Weird. He looks like he's made up. To, but that could just That's be what I mean. the makeup. He probably did have time. makeup on. Right. Uh, can I just ask, what's a Nubian? No. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing Amy reference? <laughs> but uh... They talk about Nubians a lot in some of those James Bond books. And they mm -hmm. say it in a weird way. Mm -hmm. That's why I said it like that. But he's actually his character is actually in. The, he's actually called like the Nubian. Like we're not just saying. Yeah, no, I wasn't yeah. trying to. Yeah, yeah. That. No. yeah, you don't call all black people Nubians. We get it. No, I. I but this character is. But yeah, Noble Johnson was very prolific. He was in like tons of stuff. He was, he was, yeah. So. Yeah, he's in uh, King Kong, Son of Kong, the most dangerous game. If I'm just uh, Wikipediaing that for you right now. Oh, thank you. No knowledge in my brain. Just I was looking. <laughs> it's not. It's all on the internet. Anyway, they find another mummy. They, this one is a princess, but he, they are helped. Karloff's character points them yeah. in the right direction. Karloff's so, character. Him as uh, what was his name? Art Artem. Artem Bay. Our, our, no, our, our death bay, which kind of made death. me think that maybe that's where the our death part, something about that, like it seems like George Lucas, like was like, I'm going to use death as a name somewhere. There is something about that name. There is an actual. It means something in. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't. It's not in my notes, but the name does. It is an anagram of death by Ra. Is what according to IMDb. Oh, you want to go with cool. anagrams. I don't know if they. Yeah, but anyway. So there you go. They also use that in the 1999 Brendan Fraser version. Um, anyway, Ardeth Bay. So uh, yeah, he helps. He points him in the right direction. And like, why don't you just dig it up? And he's like, well, we we're not permitted to dig up our dead and whatever. So. Only, like, but you guys. Yeah, can it's do like it. some weird explain <laughs> explanation. He's like, 
Uh, Egyptians, yeah, we're not allowed to touch our dead. A, a foreigner can go on in there. You guys can go ahead yourself. Yeah, check out in dig site B. You might find something cool there. Well, I can't go. find a hot piece of ass there that I jones and for. He's like thirty-seven hundred like, years back, ago. She and I were, a, were, were, you know, were a thing. My back. I can't help with the digging, but you should actually go over there. It's my back. Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, ah, I'd help, but uh, ow, yeah, I just, I can't. I'm so, not permitted to. to uh, uh, just uh, this, yeah. I got it's uh, ow. So here you go. Here's a shovel. I brought one for you. Yeah, well, they have I that should, sort of. Kind of remind me of raiders when they're digging up the ark, just like this. Mrs. Elder said, she started singing like the like the thing where all the guys are digging. Oh, yeah, it's weird, but yeah. Anyway, they dig it up. And like, oh, your father should be here, and eh, whatever. They, I like the uh, sort of. Here's the newspaper. I wish it twirled. <laughs> that would have been I'll great. That too. Like the league, like the old league logo that we had that one time, right? Oh yeah. But yeah. or they had a little kid going extra, extra, mommy's tomb, and, you know, whatever. It's ten Dude, years like, later now. Ten years later, extra. <laughs> That's right, With the, where he's oh, like yeah. on top of the queen. Uh, or, <laughs> I was naked. No, I was thinking of the where it spins and it shows like an ad for like bras and stuff, and then someone flips it over to the correct thing. Is that? Right? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So yay, every you know, it's in the Cairo Museum and and whatever. So, is it the Cairo Museum or the British Museum? Well, I think it's originally in the Cairo Museum, right? Or what? I don't know. You go to the Cairo Museum. I'm a weird dummy, and I didn't read. (laughs) They're the one hosting. It must be because there's like palm trees around and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're in London, but because um, Helen, 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 she's like Helen. This is a most beautiful city, Cairo, isn't it? Lovely. That's one of my favorite things where the two guys are like, who's that over there? And they're like, that's Dr. What's-His-Face. And they're like, no, the beautiful lady. And they're like, oh, well, she's from... And they just go into her entire backstory and <laughs> the, the exposition guys. It's really funny. Yeah, but they're also like, look at her. She's a real honey. She is um the most 1930s person you could. I think you could oh, cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Betty Boop was like a human. That's who, like, that's what she would look like. Everything about about her is so thirsty. That, that's she, what um, Conan O'Brien, like newspaper man, would like be trying to hit on. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. You're absolutely. a real dish, there, Zeta. <laughs> hey, I love your gams. <laughs> her gams are up to here. Yeah, uh, I always go to gams as when I'm doing that too. I like yeah, that's all. I, that's all I know. <laughs> Look at those papers. Our gams. So she um. She had some problems apparently with the director. Oh yeah, that guy sounded oh, okay. like the yeah. what's his face of, of his day. Yeah, the Harvey that? Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like him. Kind of even look like him a bit. <laughs> Carl Freund uh, is his name. He, Famous he, he for shot Metropolis uh, and Dracula. Yeah, there you go. And murders in the room. Murders in the room. A little knowledge on him actually. That after this, he went on to do. I Love Lucy, and he pioneered the multi-camera sitcom. Oh, yeah. Now that you're saying this, that's, I totally remember that. Yeah, which is, like, still used today. And they used to have to shoot sitcoms live. And they used to have to do it twice, once for the East Coast and once for the West Coast. Oh, my God. Before he came along and said, why don't we just shoot this, and then we can tape it. We'll shoot it this way. <laughs> and so there you go. Can- can I say something about the acting and, and production about this? I, in general, I think this movie is really well, well done. But certain times in this movie, and even like, I guess, in, if you go back to Frankenstein, there'd be like artfully crafted shots and stuff. But then like you look at like the acting and they're definitely doing a play in front of the camera. Like they're not like playing right. to the camera at all. Like it, Like the sets look great and everything's beautiful and nice and they have those crazy angles of Frankenstein in this one they have like ornate hotel rooms or whatever but like the, when the doctor's like I need you, I forget he's talking to the other the other guy but not his son I don't know he's just we better go in the other room he's like yes 
we should get in the other room. She's in there. <laughs> I'm in here. Well, let's go there. You stay here as we go and we talk. And then they're just like, they're like, and then like, I was like, wow, this guy actually put his arm on the other guy and touched him for a second. Like there's a little bit of like, sort of like interaction where it doesn't seem like they could just be doing this as a stage play. But then he goes, I do not like to be touched. Yeah, well, that's what you did, right? You played to the, the cheap seats. That's what you got to do in, in old time theater, right? You got to yeah. play to the, yeah. the, the, the last row. And that's what they're doing. And that, a lot of people, that, that was that went well into like the 60s. I, they well, said Shatter and Star Trek. Yeah, watch like 60s TV shows and stuff. They're, they're doing like that TV mm-hmm. overacting from, from theater background actors and stuff. They're yeah. Just, I watch Adam 12 a lot, and they're always arresting drunk people. And Dick Van Patten was on one of them, which <laughs> Red Sheriff Brian could have said, I loved you in that episode of Adam 12. Well, when he was playing you a drunk, drunk. Guy, and, they're, and they're always playing it as the, you know, I just, you know, not like how an actual drunk person is, but that's, yeah, yeah. just old style acting that, that didn't yeah. go away until like the 70s or 80s. Yeah, seriously. It's very cartoony. But yeah, that's what you had to do because those people way up in the last row had to know what was going on, even if they couldn't really see you. Like, but yeah, it, it there it is a lot in this movie. You definitely see it because this one's more, you know, there's not as a lot of horror, you know, it it's kind of all acting, it's story, and they have to, you know, they can't just anyway, yeah. It would have um, freaked people out at the time as being yeah, very scary. It's true. You gotta be 1932. You gotta put this. You gotta put yourself in that frame of mind. So yeah, the idea is this woman, Zita Johan. Yeah, she was uh, sort of like the Shirley MacLaine of her day. Yeah, she seemed like she was a little. I don't know. It's I don't know who who's. I think all. well, she was like into like the whole like my past life regression kind of thing. Oh, and yeah, she was right, yeah. she was also very like liberated woman kind of like just wouldn't take shit from anyone and i, I respect do that. I want. Yeah. but it also sounds like i don't think i would want to work with her because she sounds like she'd be a lot of drama but i but i totally am into her at the same time in terms of just her personality i just wouldn't want to work with that personality <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah i don't because know of anything of her you know i don't mean to sound like i well, i hate women you know it's not like that it just sound no. like Drama sort of followed her around, you know. There's just certain people that you're just like, oh god, yeah, I can't, I can't deal with that. But she only did all this part up. <laughs> no, I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's, she only did like eight movies, so she maybe was, people didn't want to cast her. She was yeah. a real theater person and hated Hollywood. She, she said mm-hmm. that she had more respect for the whores on like 42nd Street than she did for any of the actors in Hollywood. But she liked the paycheck. She'd make like seventy five hundred bucks a week. I'm damn. like, damn. Oh like, yeah, I can't even make that now. Nineteen thirty two. She was like a fucking. <laughs> yeah, but I but, guess uh, yeah. You she, know what? You know what you're saying was that she she did really believed in reincarnation, so she kind of like embodied the the role in a way that you know brought some uh, the the. She was perfectly cast. Perfect. Yeah, and she'd be. But she also she, apparently pretty. owned Universal the movie. Like for some other contractual things, it wasn't like they were like, "Oh, she's perfect for the role. Let's get her." She was like, "All right, I owe you guys a movie." She was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure, like the whole Hollywood system, and like this director was probably not the only asshole dude on the thing. I'm not like totally defending her, but the the director sounds like asshole. Sure, it wasn't like sure it wasn't easy for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the old guys. She even said, like, I mean, he had to shoot the thing. He had three weeks to shoot the movie, too, which is, like, not a lot of time. Now they take, like, three years sometimes, you know, to work on a movie. So he had three weeks to get this thing in. And, you know, they were very strict about budgets and everything back then. He had 196 million or or 196,000, I should say, budget, which is, you know, movie money. That's not that much. So, you know, it was a lot of pressure, I guess. But, yeah, whatever. I don't know who's at fault, but they didn't get along. And uh, so, I don't know. I don't know if that affected her performance because, like you said, she is very 1930s. Anyways, she is, the whole point is, she is the reincarnation, her character is the reincarnation of Imhotep's lady, his lava, back in ancient Egypt. So, Lava. 
Angsanama or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, I think Ankh is like that symbol, the Sandman death symbol, like the little eye, like almost looks like the prince symbol. Oh, um, yeah, the prince. So, so yeah. she's sort of like put under his spell or at some point, right? And yeah. she drives to the. Well, she asks the cab to just take. I love yeah. when she grabs her little shawl first. She's so she's under the spell, but she, she stops off at the check, you know, the coat check place, grabs her shawl. Gets in a cab and says, take me to the museum. And they go to the museum. And then she can't get in because it's closed. And, uh, yeah. There's Karloff the, is sitting there doing the, the the rites next to his old lady, right? Yeah. 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 And the guard comes along. And he, it's, such a, it's such a weird scene. Because uh, he, he, like he turns off the, he blows out the candle. And then the guard turns on his flashlight and sees him anyway. And then... He he turns on the light and then he turns it off and runs out. It's so yeah. The, the guard remember, like turns such, the lights off was like the it, biggest part of that scene. Or yeah, something. I don't know. It's like comical, happening. and uh, and then he kills the guard. You just and hear like, the scroll. Right. Why didn't you just take the thing? Yeah. Because <laughs> later on he's like, "That's my property." Yeah. Ah, I want that back. Well, you know, why'd you leave it behind then? Yeah. I he's panicked. Like it was dark. Maybe that was it. It was yeah. He dark. got distracted to having to kill the guard, and he's like, then he was like, "Oh shit, I left the fucking scroll in there." Damn. Yeah. And then he's like, "I'll just roll by." I think those guys have it. I'm gonna go by there. Well, I think is he still kind of? I maybe he's still trying to figure out like what's going on. He's like, "Wait, my lady," it's like, because he doesn't really realize until later, right, that this chick is his. Reincarnated former love. Uh, I don't know. Right? He runs into he runs into her at the the professor's place. Yeah. So yeah, like the guy, they bring her back to the, instead of bringing her to the hospital because they're like, oh, she said something, you know, in ancient Egypt, uh, ancient Egyptian. It's like yeah, a, a a language that hasn't been heard in two thousand years, and they're like, well, then how do you know? Yeah, how do you know? Like- <laughs> I'm no reading it. Two thousand years. How do you know what it is then? Yeah. So anyway, but the young doctor, I guess he's not a doctor, right? Frank. Frank he's just Frank. Frank. And he's like yeah, he gets really into her personal space like immediately, is like professing right. his love for her. I'm like, well, back off, guy. We just <laughs> met five minutes ago. Frank, why don't you stay here? We are going in there. And yeah, to you, why don't you make some you unwanted s- advances to this poor woman who's passed out? <laughs> hey, he's like, I've got it. No, right. you know, let me just yes, make so. yourself agreeable, which is the what, <laughs> what a 1930s thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> make yourself agreeable. <laughs> and he unzips his pants. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm agreeable. Make yourself terrible. Make yourself terrible, right? <laughs> That's better. But yeah, she anyway. and she's like very nice though. She's like. And she, she like, nice in like a real like come on too strong kind of way. She's like, oh hello, oh, yes. I... Yeah, she doesn't just slap him in the face and say get out of here. Yeah, I would. They, they have like a nice little conversation, you know. Well, the interesting thing is, so he's he dug up the princess, of course, and now he's saying she, you know, it, there's a resemblance, I guess. And he, but he fell in love with. There was, I think, we're supposed to believe there's some sort of magical stuff going on, and yeah. And, yeah. And he fell in love with that. But the woman. more he talks, the more I'm like, this guy is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then she's like, oh, you have to dig up women to get them to fall in love with you? Or something. He's like, well, not always. Just yeah. sometimes. I mean, you know, once in a while you get a little lonely. But uh, I heard yeah, that's it's... how Mr. and Mrs. Elder met. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Crack one open. Or Ardeth Bay shows up. And they're, yeah, they're face to face. He's face to face with Helen, and they're in. He's guy go, oh, are you Egyptian? He totally cock blocks Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but they do take her back to her hotel, and there's like a nurse and a doctor and the whatever. I don't know. If you know who these? They talk like you should know who they are. They're like, oh. Edith is coming, or whatever her name is. Like, who the hell's that? What do I know? Like, what? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's like Frau Mueller. Frau right. Mueller. And then some nurse. Yeah. 
but that was there, also but, reminding me of like Frankenstein when the the wife or whoever was they have dressing or I don't know. There's a lot of Frankenstein in this movie too. <laughs> there definitely is. Yeah. So like, meanwhile, yeah, what's his name? He's like, burn the scroll, it's bad. And he's like, no, it's for science. I can't do the whistle thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's for science. It's, it's, well, hold on, here you go. It, it's for science. <laughs> it is for science. Yeah, the he whole goes thing is to, he, he wants to burn it and then Karloff gives him a heart attack, gets his Nubian buddy to go in and burn a newspaper in its place. Right. Did I skip over anything? He's uh, like probably. looking through. I don't know. His, he's got like a magic pool that he can see what's going on. I know, he but it totally the, looks like a TV. Like, yeah, he oh, installed a the pool cam yeah. at uh, the scientist's house. Yeah. And then he gets, what's her name, to come. So yeah, he can, he's she like, can the fire starter. He's like, come to me. Yeah, how did I do that? How did I get those powers? Well, just like in this movie, it's unexplained. Right. Unexplained. Yeah, well, I mean, ancient Egypt, you know, they, they had powers, I guess. So, well, no, you learned it from the Tibetan monks or whatever in the in the snow. Oh, something. okay. Yeah, I didn't remember that. It was 1993. I, yeah. I even remember back that far. Yeah, no, I don't. But anyway, so he, uh, yeah, <laughs> she shows up with her dog which I didn't make the connection. Like the dog is like the same as like the god that's on the yeah, like the Anubis or something, statue right? and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anubis is usually that name. Yeah, they worshipped Amana. And then the cat is like, cat comes in later. And yeah, cat does some does magic cat, stuff. Does the cat kill the dog? It's. it's I think that's like what they made. They kind of in. Yeah, insinuated that the cat was standing on the dog's body. So I think they're kind of insinuated mm-hmm. that he the cat killed the dog. There's kind a of lot cool. of there are a lot of cut scenes at this part, and it so the storytelling is a little choppy here. Yeah, apparently they cut a whole. So she's looking into the pool, and he's showing her like the history of. And there was supposed to be a whole reincarnation like montage. Yeah, that she was going to be like. They cut it out. They cut out a lot of stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why so they, they would cut, cut anything out. out. I don't know. Yeah, it's only eighty-one minutes. So anyway, he's like, "Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna kill you, and then mummify you, and then bring you back, so you'll live forever and look all pasty and gross like me." Yeah, no big deal. He's like, "Sounds good to me." I mean, you are you're styling it for a three thousand year old man (laughs) with with your glowing eyes and your guy liner and your wrinkly face and your fez and and your fez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your dress. Uh, I know. I, I mean, I'd rather be with you than that other actual good-looking guy that's that's really into me. But at least he he's a little creepy. So I don't know. Like, this this yeah. poor woman. He really so wants to be one of. Can I be one of your men. suitors? I fell in love immediately. Let's go. <laughs> I tell you, it's about the time that I fell in love with a dead corpse. <laughs> it's she the fact that the time I fell in love with a dead. Corpse. <laughs> You look just uh, like her, all decaying and gross. <laughs> Bully, yes, let's go do that. But anyway, yeah, they they do end up sort of rescuing her. Not really, though. Like just by saying he's about, he's literally about to stab her through the stomach, and he's like, "Helen," and then he stops. <laughs> well, like, he Karloff does the thing where he just like stands behind her, holding like the knife up in the air for twenty minutes before you know. <laughs> It brings yeah. it down. And then the statue comes to life. Right. Well, she begs the statue for. Yeah. She's like, whatever. I'm that. I'm I'm both. I'm me and I'm her. Help yeah. me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Yeah. And then she's. Yeah. She's done. And she burns the scroll, actually. Yeah. And, and then. And then he dries up. And he cries. dries up like an old prune. And, uh, and then yeah. it says. Well, uh, it's funny because yeah, it's like talk to her; it'll bring her back. It'll because Helen's past, like sort of passed out or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, just oh yes, tell her you love her. Like your voice will bring her back." And it like there's like, like she opens her eyes, but that's like it. <laughs> I feel like if it was a movie that was made now, it'd be a whole sequence of showing what she was doing, like falling through time in this giant vortex tunnel, and oh, right. hear his voice. Magic. You know, but back then it was just it'd probably like, take hey. like half an hour too. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. He's always do that nowadays. They just really overdo it. But this is underdoing it, if I ever kind saw of. it. Yeah, like all says of the, the magic end. stuff was kind of like Im- implied, and then I guess you're kind of like, I guess the statue's moving. Uh, okay, you know, we're just not used to this kind of thing. I guess I don't know. It's, it's so early days. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're watching it a is. movie like this, you're like, oh, okay, all right. My favorite part is when it says the end, and it says it's a universal picture. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, huh, boys? It's a hey, universe picture. It's got some nice cams. <laughs> Why don't you talk to me, Digby Masters? <laughs> I thought I was Digby Masters. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of whatever the other guy's name was, the rich guy. Yeah, uh, Brett Calhoun. Uh, Brett Calhoun. It's me, Brett Calhoun. I run universe <laughs> Brett pictures Calhoun will do. on the lot. <laughs> Check out our parish dune. Superman uh, audio comic for what the hell we're talking about now. The Power Stern. Power Stern. Yeah. I think that was Clay's audio comic debut, actually. I prefer Daybutt. Oh, Daybutt. I think, actually, it was the Spider-Man one first. Oh, okay. All right. We poured that over Thanksgiving, and I know I had the Spider-Man one done before that. All right. all right. Well, it wasn't the debut, but it's. I think it's all of our favorites. Let's just. It's a good one. Yeah, it's very good. So all right, so it. let's wrap it up and give our final thoughts. This is like the shortest episode we've done in about six months. I know we've been doing like. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We we covered everything. That, that was it. Pretty much. I mean, it's only eighty minutes or whatever. So I know. We keep it's, doing these James Bond watched... movies that go for two and a half hours. So talk a lot yeah. to those. The um, I, I think that if people do want to watch this, they can watch it on Peacock. That's where yeah, I'm that's at. where I watched it for free with commercials, though. And the commercials are in sometimes weird places, but whatever, it's free. Although Peacock isn't free, so I don't know why they say for they actually say it's free on Peacock, but it's yeah, not. I, hit, I don't like pay for people, Peacock. Like, I'm gonna wait for it to come on free. Netflix and watch it for free. I'm like, well, you're paying for a subscription to Netflix, that's not free. <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean for free? You can pay for Peacock, but it's it is free. I watch it free. All right, there is a I free version. Pay, uh, I don't pay for Peacock. Yeah. There's no reason for that. No, no. But there's a better. Yeah, there's like a five ninety nine version. If you want. that's like Hulu, I I just watch. I just sit through the commercials. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna pay extra. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. All right, Peacock. what do we think of the Mummy? I get. Are we gonna give it a grade? Yeah, we always grade. That's what we do. <sighs> it's better than, but not as good no, as. No, no, no. That was that's my dumb grading system, which is stupid because I can't even remember my own rules about that universe. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll go. I'll go. I'll volunteer to go. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Give it a. I think you have to, you know, put this all in context. You talk about the Universal Studios horror movies. This isn't going to be my number one. But it's not like I disliked it. I'll give it a, I'll just give it an A. That's it. And I, I like this movie, and I was surprised that there was, I, I was surprised to see the story unfold because it's not like any other mummy story I'd seen before, but I was, I was in for it. And I liked that it wasn't like a, I don't know, it wasn't scary at all, but it was like, it was just kind of like a cool <laughs> Cool movie to watch that was like an old cinema classic. I was in for it. I give it an A. It, it's just a flat A. It's no A plus. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a solid B plus, right? I mean, for the you know the time, it's very it's Welsh. I like the sort of the nice Egyptian looking stuff. I like that it's you know the Egyptian the history. It wasn't just like based on anything else. They not that the other ones aren't creative, but you know, a little creativity involved. But it's kind of funny, I guess, when you think about, like, yeah, the, the Universal Monster movies, like, there's Frankenstein and Dracula, and we'll do The Mummy and, you know, the other ones, too. Yeah, like, well, this yeah. is this is kind of like like the MCU doing, like, like Ant-Man. What are we doing Ant-Man for, you know? <laughs> That's a good way to describe it, I would say. But Ant-Man was an entertaining movie. But Ant-Man's so, great, right. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's right up there, so it's fine, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a B plus. Like it's look, it's well made. It looks good. Karloff is great. The 1930s acting definitely entertains me. You know, so 
That's it. I mean, what well, else? you and I, I will know. go over here, and then we'll go yeah. over there. But you stay here. <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, for the time, you really do like, like you said, Clay. You have to put it in into perspective. You have to sort of be like, that's what, that's how we rolled back then. They're building the the MCU back then. You know, they're building. They yeah, the they are the original movie. cinematic universe. Exactly. That's right. It is kind of we funny. Start time together at some point. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny that they do like the the like they were gonna bring them back. They were gonna do the, you know. I'm so glad they didn't. Well, it was only because that Tom Cruise mummy made like was like a bomb. No, Sam sorry. And I Clay. went to the movies to see that together, and his dad was there, but he didn't know his dad was there, and his dad was in the same movies to us. And I thought it was really weird that he was like. He's like, yeah, that's my dad and his friend. I was like, that's cool. Like, we didn't interact with them or anything. They're like, hey, hey, dad. Not gonna talk like, to your dad. It was, it was really strange. If you listen to Sam, I got, I gotta say that I thought that was weird at the time. But uh, maybe we did say hi. But it was like, I was like, that's weird. We're all here at this movie together. <laughs> I think we did a podcast about that. So go back and listen. I don't know. It's way back. I don't. Even, I don't care. But find it. I mean, I liked <laughs> the Brendan Fraser mummy movies. They were fun. Like, I mean, well, at least the first one I thought was good. So, I mean, I've always been a mummy. I've been kind of a mummy guy. Yeah, You know, I never saw those. I never saw yeah, either. They're all right. I, yeah. I don't think you could watch it now, especially that you would fidget inside just being like, look at this. But, like, when it came out, it was cool. <laughs> well, look at that. I feel like Brendan Fraser gets a lot of, like, love. Uh, I don't People know. Love like, him. They keep saying he's a nice guy. It's, it's like, like the Twitter. It's like him and uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. But at least Keanu Reeves is doing like John Wick movies that people are kind of like into. Well, I don't know what Brandon Fraser. Is doing. He's doing he Doom got, Patrol, like, brother. He got all that. He got mm-hmm. so fucked up, like his back and shit. He wasn't able to work for years. And oh, but didn't didn't something happen with him financially? Where he, he was, I don't know if it was because of his medical expenses or he had like a terrible divorce or something but oh, he had man. a real rough go of things for a while so now i want to now i want to be all about brandon fraser that's <laughs> my turn to say what i what i think of this movie please i'm gonna second durson's uh vote of a b plus there you go for all the same reasons everything's good but i'm gonna say it doesn't reach the heights of Let's say the Frankenstein films, which I think had uh, a lot more sizzle for the steak or whatever. And uh, but I enjoy it. I'd like I've revisited this film many times. Uh, it's not a perfect film, but it's it's good enough that it keeps me entertained. That's right. There yeah, you go. That's right. John. And that's all I have to say about it, really. <laughs> that's right. John. I covered everything else. Yeah, I mean, it's just not like... And I think you guys realize that I, you know, you're great on just an enthusiasm scale. My A is probably your B+. I don't agree with... I I mean, I don't disagree with you guys' grade. It's totally B plus. Yeah, 100%. I I think that it's... I give it it my flat A enthusiastic just because I'm a a happy guy. You know what I mean? It's But I give Frankenstein and Dracula... A plus. Listen to our Very well. episode. You know. Yeah, but, go uh, back and listen to Frankenstein. But uh but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I could easily you know, I could concede to if we had to have a unanimous vote to a B plus, sure. No, I I don't think it has to be unanimous. Whatever you feel. It's how you feel. I just want to say really quick, um again, back to Wikipedia. So apparently the stunts Fraser performed in his action roles eventually required him to undergo several su- surgeries. Over a period of seven years, including a partial knee replacement, a laminectomy, and a vocal and vocal cord surgery. Jesus Dang. Christ. And then, and then he alleged in 2018 that he was sexually assaulted by Philip Burke, the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Wow. So there you go. The assault, his subsequent divorce, and the death of his mother launched Fraser into a depression that combined with his health issues and a backlash within the industry over speaking out against Burke, he believes caused his career to, to decline. Damn. He is having a bit of a 
sort of a renaissance. He's being cast in a lot of stuff. I guess he was in yeah, Rise of Cobra. I don't remember that. But yeah, he's, uh, very, he's Sergeant very small. Stern. Um, Stern, yes. Sergeant, Sergeant Stern. Stern. <laughs> but uh, I enjoy Doom Patrol. He played in Doom Patrol. They actually get someone else to wear the robot suit, and he's the voice. Uh, like kind uh, of an old yeah. Hollywood trick there. But in, in any flashbacks where he plays the race car driver that was Robot Man, uh, he does do like, there. you do see Brendan Fraser acting as like kind of like a NASCAR, kind of like a retired, like kind of like a Kenny Powers. That's the best way to describe it. Like he's like Kenny Powers, but from NASCAR. And he's like trying to rebuild his relationship with his daughter and, and this stuff. But I so say he's very good in, in Doom Patrol. Is, uh, the point yeah. of me saying that. Very well. Well, I almost feel like watching his mummy movies now just because, I don't know, I feel feel for the guy. I mean, anyway. I know that Stacey loves, also loves that movie and she might have, you know, in 1999 been like totally in love with Brendan Fraser. So, can't, you can't blame her for that. People like what they like. I never saw it. I mean, yeah, they so. accidentally awaken in Hotep, so it kind of does all these movies, they kind of take elements even from this original one or whatever, you know. So. Well, yeah, I think that's something that we definitely, sort of like you said, how they, you know, we got to put it in perspective. But it's also like literally, like when we look at some of these old movies and we're like, oh, that's they do this thing. It's like, this is the beginning. This is where the cliche started, right. yeah. you know. Yeah, right, right. All the other movies are borrowing from this one, so... It's cool when you think of it that way. They didn't. They had nothing to base this shit on. They literally made this all up. <laughs> <laughs> and and so. though, though, I, when I was, I think I have a picture of me, as I remember, like my mom made me. I was thinking only five. I don't even know, know if there's a picture, but I remember it vividly. My mom wrapped me up in gauze and put um, oatmeal, oatmeal <laughs> on my face for Halloween. Oatmeal. She like wanted it to be like, you know, Carlos, like extra gross, like, like my skin was falling off. Or I don't know why it was oatmeal. That was the thing she decided to do. But well, I she remember probably had some around. You know, yeah, she didn't she have a lot like, of spirit gum. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think she just was like, I could have just done the bandages. I don't know why we did the oatmeal, but, uh, but you know, I like, um, I like apple cinnamon oatmeal. So. <laughs> Just had a kept little bit. Eating my face the whole yeah, night. Yeah, just eating my face. It was probably it's a good smell plain... too. The apple cinnamon smell. Yeah, not... was, I mean that's no, why probably just probably the plain didn't. Quaker oats, like no sugar or anything on it. Just you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm well, gonna do that after the podcast. I think. Wrap I think myself up. Yeah. Wrap myself up in oatmeal and uh, and gauze and alive. Oh, I, I th one thing I do think that was like pretty not scary but like cool looking was um and john you mentioned it too like just like how the mummy actually looks like when he's like you know arms crossed and they're like wrapping him up and then they're wrapping his head and they like wrap through his mouth that's and then that's disturbing they, it's pretty when cool i saw that as a kid like that that's the shit that stays with you and gives you nightmares as a kid yeah like there's oh, had nightmares um, black about the mummy uh, as a kid so, yeah, I mean, it, I bet it, it is probably pretty scary as a kid. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's probably like my black hole nightmare story. Yeah. That, right. I can visit, the, you know. The, the Christopher Lee one was the one that really got me like, because <laughs> that one was. And that one's on HBO Max, and I might even, maybe I'll watch it tonight. I recommend that one. It's not the same as this. For free. <laughs> yeah, it's for free. I recommend that one. It's, it's cool. I mean, the story is kind of almost the same in a certain way where it's like oh you look just like the princess whatever and the mummy comes back but to me it was more terrifying because it was like in color and the mummy makeup is just as gruesome but he's the mummy the whole time and oh yeah it's so, a hammer production too you can't go wrong yeah with that. yeah there you go there you go so yeah uh check that one out too i'll give that one a an a minus i like it a little better there you go oh all right we should have done that one all right it doesn't matter so it's right, up here. No pun intended. No! Oh! <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, listen to our all of our podcasts at leaguepodcast.com or we're 
ever hashtag wherever you get your podcast and uh happy halloween everybody be safe don't stick any candy any razor blades and candy apples or anything gross like that just be nice yeah, candy that's uh, no one likes those anyway just give everybody some oatmeal. no one likes candy apples right oatmeal and some gauze yeah oatmeal and gauze and just say here's your build your own mummy kit <laughs> like this. i'm never going to that house again <laughs> got oatmeal See, they they kept all the apple cinnamon. Adios. Maybe he got too gay with the Vestal Virgins in the temple. <laughs>